C-A-M-P-A-D-U-L-T-H-O-O-D Camp Adulthood Bridging the Millennial Divide One conversation at a time Interviewing guests Strangers and friends We hope that you enjoy your stay at Camp Adulthood Hello and welcome to Camp Adulthood and the Resident Youth. I'm the Resident Youth, Maddie Yergi. And I'm Camp Adulthood, Shay Keats. And once again, we are joined, I know, listeners, you've really missed our guests, by a very esteemed guest. Uh, His name is DJ. DJ, will you introduce yourself and say hi to our listeners? Sure. So hi, everyone, and thanks for having me. Uh, It's funny that you call me esteemed because I feel like I'm just an adult in kids' clothing or something. Perfect. My name is DJ. Uh, My last name is actually Lick, which means I had to go through middle school as a chubby kid named DJ Lick. You were a chubby kid? Oh, yeah. (laughs) DJ is very handsome, everyone, so to hear him say this, it's like, I don't believe it. Yeah, I can't imagine. Uh, I actually think people who were chubby kids once are now much better humans. So I I think they're the best dating partners, (laughs) all of that. Um, So, yeah. So now I live in New York. I work at Facebook, where I work on issues related to news and misinformation. Cool. Um, Yeah. Is that all you need to know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, could you just say real quick uh, what year you were born and where you grew up? Yeah. I was born in 1987. Perfect. My dad was in... Yeah. 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 Smack dab in the middle of (laughs) millennial years. Yeah. Um, My dad was in the military, so we moved a lot. What branch? uh, He was a Marine. (gasps) Corey was a Marine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And left pretty early. Yeah, he only yeah. did four years. Okay, cool. So my dad Not did it until he was thing, in his but... 40s. Yeah. Wow. wow. That's um, very exciting. But yeah, born in California, moved around a bit, spent most of my childhood in Virginia, south of okay. Washington, D.C. Oh, cool. Quantico? Awesome. Uh, a little further south, Fredericksburg, okay. which is like the very next cool. big suburb yeah. after Quantico. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, Shay, we have... OMG guests. I mean, listeners. You're going to die. <laughs> You're going to die. What happened? We wanted to wait until we had a person in studio to tell the yeah. story. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh and God. it happened last night. So so last night, um, so the whole story begins about a week ago when our dear friend Jen, also a former guest of the pod, um, it's her was her birthday on Wednesday. So our other friend, Laura, also a former guest of the pod, uh, <laughs> so sweetly planned that we would do something special for Jen's birthday on Friday because I was in town. It'd be lovely. They had already been planning it and apparently they invited me when they realized I would be here because (laughs) it's great that all my friends hang out without me. (laughs) I brought them all together, I want to say. So we had planned to go on um, a river, I guess it would be the river cruise. Yes, the Hudson River. The Hudson River. Make it sound all fancy, like it's lush and green. Not at all. river cruise. No. Um, On the Hudson River. With some drinks. With some drinks and a burlesque theme oh God, a fetish burlesque yeah. theme oh. apparently oh. Yeah. Okay. it was so, on Groupon <laughs> hanging out in the Hudson on, on the fetish boat yeah. you know it was so fun. it's already pretty interesting millennial moment yeah um so then we get there and we board the boat Yes. It's a very nice, tall sailboat. Oh, when we yeah. first got there, we were like, this is kind of sketchy. Because, you know, when, you went to, when you've when you seen the boats on the Hudson, they're like the two-decker ones with, like, the lights. That's what we thought we were going on. This yeah. was like, like a, a straight-up sailboat. Yeah. Just like a, oh, I, was, I thought you were going to say, like, a tugboat. Yeah, oh my God, that would have been even better. <laughs> it like was a, a pirate ship. Um, and so we're like, okay, this is fine. It was, like, really tipping, like, at the dock. Once we started going, it was fine. Yeah. But it was, like, really tipping around. And so we were like, okay. And it boarded. It didn't even start to board until, like... 20 minutes after 
it had said we were supposed to like leave. So yeah. we were already like, okay, we're waiting in line to board yeah. this boat. We get on the boat, we get a seat, we get drinks. Everyone's bebopping around. They're playing music. It's fun. They've got it's, it's fun. an 80s theme. Wait, can we pause? Are you all dressed up? Are you wearing like ridiculous prom dresses or something? Well, there were some people. I it was an 80s fetish yeah. theme, I think I would have really gotten into it, but it was there also were some very people. like hot and sweaty yesterday. Yeah. So some people had on some outfits. We were just not. We were just lame. Yeah. Um so we're sitting there we're bebopping. We start to see like the crew members like running around. There's a bit of excitement. And now happening. we've been sitting on this boat for like 30 minutes. Yeah. And now it's like an hour after it's supposed to depart. Mm-hmm. And, and we're like, what the fuck's going slightly on? Slightly creepy man in a latex vest latex next vest. to us. Like, and like middle aged with his yeah. like very nice, normal looking like mom wife, wife with him. And it was very weird. Of course, you're sitting weird. next to one of the costumed guests. Yes, of course. And yeah. so then there's like, we're you know, docked at the Hudson and we see all these police boats like rolling up behind us and we couldn't see because like the bar was behind us so we could see them go behind the boat but then we didn't know what was going on and we were like all right well and they had like taken the ropes off to set the boat out but then they put them back and they put the dock thing back up and we were like what is going on like are they disembarking like is there something wrong with the boat like no announcements were made whatsoever and so then all this like commotion is happening people are like going to the back of the boat so i decided i was going to check it out and (laughs) that's when Drum roll, please. I saw a dead body being Wait, pulled out kidding? of the river. Total law and order style. What? Yeah. So I really do. I was saying before we started earlier yeah. that my favorite murder is one of my favorite podcasts. Oh, yeah. And apparently this, I'm like oh living God. my favorite murder right I now. I can send this into a hometown. This is amazing. This is the best day of my life. I finally have a hometown murder to send in to MFM. Well, I don't know. If the, I don't know anything about it. So I go into the back of the boat and there's like, I'm on the boat and there's like a crowd of people at the dock and the police... And they're like fishing around in the ocean, in the water. Yeah. And then they wait. Are they like in the water? Or no, there's like a big the net essentially they that's like trying hooks. to catch this body. Yeah. <laughs> like because, they fish. And him everybody out. was like, maybe he's still alive. And I was like, oh no. So then, mm-hmm. so <laughs> before this, we determined that the boat was being manned by a bunch of sixteen-year-olds because that's what they looked like. And they so some so of the sixteen-year-old was like, if you don't want to look at the dead body, ma'am, you should not look at it. And I was like, oh my god. So then I return to the group. I tell them what I've seen. And then, like, ten minutes later, the guy in the vest and his wife took a picture of the body in the body bag. What? He was definitely dead. (laughs) They were from Atlanta. They were tourists. So then they are, like, they get on the intercom and they're like, we're still going to sail. Did they, like, give you an open bar to make up for it or something? No. We got no compensation. And so then we go on the cruise and it was lovely. There was burlesque happening. Yes. But there was a lot of good conversation. Yeah, yeah. But it was very bizarre. It was it was just a very bizarre night because it's also like you feel kind of bad, right? Then like going out and like having this party after you've seen after this you've person dead. dead she didn't see it. Water. I didn't see it. I was yeah. like, there's like we were just talking about this. So there are some things you can like you can't unsee. You know, it, it yeah, wasn't that grotesque. I don't think he had been in there for a long time. But then Laura, the other person yeah. we were with, she was talking to a lady who was like at a different vantage point from where we were sitting when this happened and she was like she saw the crew like getting ready to like leave and then it looked like they saw something and they like quietly like called the police so we think one of the crew members like saw someone like floating and then called the police and like didn't want to cause a stir on the boat so like was this person fully clothed they were wearing like like, basketball shorts no shirt wow looked like a young person that's wild yeah yeah Okay, so happy Friday. <laughs> happy Friday. Yeah, and then we're out on this boat watching some pretty, Some I sexy say, times dancing. Yeah, I would say some pretty 
it was a weird crowd. It was it was a weird crowd. There were like soccer moms that had like won it yeah. at her like school's auction, and then there was like total like the guy in the latex vest, yeah. and then there was just like other, there was like a bachelorette party. A bachelorette party, yeah. It was so fun though. We, we would recommend it if it's still on the Groupon. Yeah. It's very fun. Um, you get to see. I was just very impressed that those tiny little bits of leather covered all her holes so perfectly <laughs> yeah. because this girl was like. Ass there was some spread eagle. rolling around spread eagle on this small it's not oh, like we're on tricks. a sailboat in tricks. the middle of the hudson yeah. <laughs> after we had seen like a dead body crowded around while she's doing her dancing it's, there not, was like no you're, stage. it's not like when you see it on it like see burlesque and there's a good you know 20 feet yeah. between she's you and like the right stage. next to you and you're like yeah. Ooh, i can like feel your sweat right yes, now. Yeah, pretty much pretty much so um it was it was quite the evening yeah. yikes yeah that actually reminds me i went to uh, have you heard of the slipper room no Yes, it's a burlesque place. It's a burlesque place in the city. uh, That's like it's like Lower East Side, I guess. And it was actually really fun. But similar to what you were saying, kind of a weird crowd. There were like total fetish gear people. There were like lewd old men who were there to like watch the show. There were bachelorette parties. There were like young gay boys. It was a whole mixed crowd, but it was a fun thing. Do they do male burlesque? Oh. I actually have, have a friend it? who's a yeah. male burlesque dancer. Oh. Uh, his stage name is Johnny Panic. You should I all look it. him do up. Do they do the nipple tassels? This is what we were wondering last yes. night. Yes. Yeah. I like this. So there are Johnny Panic. I'm going to look him up. Two kinds of male burlesque. Oh. There's one, there's like comedic male burlesque. Yes. Which Where is like. kind of like being a drag queen. Like they're. Sort of, yeah. It's like, like tongue in cheek, like. It's like older men, usually like not fit bodies, oh, okay. whatever. Uh, much rarer are like sexy male burlesque and that's johnny panic is definitely like worked out the whole thing but yeah it's gender bendy so like like he'll wear uh like eye makeup and he'll wear nipple tassels and the whole thing see i I was thinking it was gonna be like a meat copter situation when we were talking about it (laughs) what is a meat copter just i can imagine okay it's what i think it is (laughs) well (laughs) i told you about my experience at the box right no i talked about it here what's the box i have the box on my list of new york things to do but can't find someone to go with so at my former job here in new york city if you ever get an opportunity to go i i highly encourage you to go but be very prepared so i got to go vip it's a burlesque club oh okay but it is like very risky it's like filth it's filth and i so um, like compared to what we saw last night what was more filthy about it oh well i'm gonna get into it so i thought last night was pretty oh oh honey so and the night that we went we were told later was tame because i was there as the vip guest of rosewood who I know because she's also one of the top furniture restorers in the country. Oh, yes, you've told me about um, this person. Yeah, so she that's is... That's so funny. I, she calls herself a tranny. Like, that's her okay. language. Um, she is female female on top. She's had breast augmentation She and presents female, but she is still fully male downstairs okay. and loves it. Fabulous. Um, and she's super fabulous. She's one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. So she so stores high-end furniture, and then she is one of the most sought-after. Does she perform? Oh, yes. <gasps> oh. So she performs oh. here and at a club in London. And you walk in, and it's like, so one of the things she does, she didn't do it tonight, but she will, like, take a condom full of cum or oh. feces, <laughs> take it out of her asshole, flip it around, and throw it Why? into the crowd. Who like, this it? is something that she does regularly, but didn't do it the night oh. I was there because she, she didn't want to scandalize little you. Shay and it was Shay's birthday party um and we were literally Thank sitting God. on the stage my friend okay. um Laura and I and it was just oh it was amazing was it, like it was full incredible nudity? it was full nudity there was a man in a furry 
like rabbit head, but naked from the waist down with the longest dick I've ever seen in my life, just swaying back and forth. Very meat coptery. Um, it, it, it's just go. incredible. You have to go like, and it's worth, I think would be worth paying for. Um, and then try and go when Rose is performing because she's just incredible. You have to yeah. go with the right friends. Shay yes. and I have a mutual friend yeah. named Brian. Yes. He would be the right person to bring because, yes. like, he's yeah. down for whatever. Yeah. You know, like, if nothing else, definitely we'll laugh not about it. And be like, Laura. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. No. Um, yes. There so, were some scandalized members of our group last night. Yeah, I thought it was great. I was like, this is excellent burlesque. I'd it like was to good. See she was a good singer. She show. sang. She yeah. danced. It was good. But this was, like, very tame compared to what you'll yeah. see at yeah. the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Like, burlesque, when it's done well, is very, like, female empowering. Mm-hmm. It can yeah. feel, like, not... Uh, not like male gaze just yeah. looking at a naked yeah. woman. You know? I do have to say that was something that bothered me about last night's show is when I've seen burlesque, not at the box, but in other places, it's been very voluptuous women and they've really like, they just love their bodies. Yeah. These girls, like the one girl, her was waist was maybe, yeah. she had a corset on for part of it, but I I bet I could have spanned yeah. her waist and I have like many child hands. And then the other girl was, she was a little curvier, but she was, there was a, it was a little more of like the stripper aspect that yeah. I didn't love, but they were very talented. I agree. When I think burlesque, yeah. I think like pinup girls. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rather than like rail thin. Yeah. yeah. So. God, her waist is still kind of grossing me out. So, anyways, so now you have to follow up Do you have a millennial that. moment? Yeah. Uh, oh man. Yeah, yes. I'm actually gonna, my millennial moment is going to be slightly in the future. I love it. But, Even better. Uh, it's the fact that I'm going to see Mean Girls yes. on Broadway tonight. Yeah. Yes. And the reason that feels like a millennial moment for me is Mean Girls was the first movie I ever drove to by myself after oh, I got my driver's I like license. That. <laughs> oh, that's so, so yeah, sweet. brings me back and reminds me of high school. Oh, that's so sweet. That's I remember one. vividly to show you how much younger I am than the two of you, apparently. <laughs> um, mean Girls came out when I was in third grade. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And a baby. <laughs> um, I went to go see it. I convinced my mom. I don't think she knew what it was about, but I convinced her to let me see it in the theaters. And then I subsequently bought it on DVD. And I realized I didn't like get half the jokes, but I watched it like with my mom over Thanksgiving. And yeah. she was like, oh, I see. I see. Well, you've already seen it once, so I guess I can't roll it back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I remember watching it like that Thanksgiving when I was yeah. like in fourth grade. I like got the DVD and then my mom was like, let's watch this movie that you like so much together. And then she was like, ah, I guess yeah. it's already been done. The damage a year ago. <laughs> I so I love that it was also early Tina Fey before she had, oh, yeah. I mean, she had been on SNL, I guess, but that was it, yeah, really. Yeah, Tina Fey is so And Lindsay Lohan, now she's, like, oh, in Greece doing Lawyer.com ads. Wait, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. If you Google Lawyer.com, do it when you have a spare moment, she is, like, on the front page. She's, like, hawking yeah. Lawyer.com. There was that, wasn't it her in that, there's a gif that was really popular, like, last week of her just, like, dancing. Yeah, she's, she's, like, on Greece. a cruise yeah. or something. And I was like, why are people making fun of her for living her best life? It's true. I wish I was that happy yeah. to just like dance in a in a crowded room for exactly. no reason. Very funny. Exactly. I like that excellent millennial moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, Shay, do you have a toasty campfire topic well, for I us? I felt like I had one, and now it has gone out of my brain. Oh, because of the jet lag and probably oh. this glass of red wine. And I'm we drinking. were so caught up in. I know. I was the so excited <laughs> about the dead body millennial <laughs> moment. Um, well, now we've got to think of our, we, I did have a nice tea, but now the millennial moment is, um, so a hot topic in the news that's really struck you lately. I have some. Okay. I'm going to let Maddie start and maybe mine will come to me. Yes. Um, so we'll talk about this one. I have lots of notes. So 
I it came out a little bit ago, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary. Oh, uh, I don't know if you saw. It I want to see it really bad. It's very I good. Yeah. Um, and also I can't remember the actress's name, but she was in the theory of everything as like the wife. Oh, she's yes. gonna play Ruth Bader Ginsburg oh, in like a, a biopic. biopic. <sighs> yeah. And I think she's on the cover of Vanity Fair or Vogue, like one of those mm-hmm. magazines this month, like talking about it. So I'm very excited about that. But they talk a lot about in that documentary about how Ruth Bader Ginsburg is like a millennial icon, even though she's like yes, an old grandma. Yes. And how she's kind of had this like resurgence, like when she first got on the court in like the 90s, she was not super popular, mm-hmm. even into the 2000s. And the documentary really talks about how much she has done for women. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on RBG. Well, I think anybody who leans liberal mm-hmm. um, is like, oh my God, just don't like, ever fr- die. Just like, please just, like, just freeze keep... yourself and we'll just yeah. unfreeze you for the important decisions. Yeah. Like, hang yeah. on, girl. Well, I think on that note, and this could have been also my toast to campfire topic, is like, I think the Supreme Court hearings that are mm-hmm. going on right now are very I have honestly not yeah. been paying attention. Like we were talking about, I was on vacation last week, yeah. so I've kind of been like outside of the news. Yeah. Um, and I find all that C-SPAN-y stuff. I can't. I like watching the highlights. I'm like, well, I wait for my newsletter to come out, and they say, tell mine me like, have been mostly exactly the highlights. Yeah. But so. I have a coworker, my crazy coworker. I won't say her name in case she finds this po- podcast. Yes, I'll tell you about her after. <laughs> um, she used to work on the Obama campaign, mm. and she is like very into it. But she will watch C-SPAN on her computer. Like no. she'll have it on in the background, oh, God, like no. all day. She just has it on all day. I mean, the problem is that 90% of it's really boring. Yeah. And then the 10% that's good is good. But like, yeah. like but you said, you I'll s- get it in my yeah, head. It'll be yeah. spliced together, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I was talking to the coworker about it. And she's obviously like, she works on the, she worked on the Obama campaign. Mm-hmm. So she's obviously, you know, not happy about mm-hmm. the choice. But she was like, she watched the whole Gorsuch nomination. And then she's been watching mm-hmm. this new guy, Kavanaugh. And she was yeah. like, Gorsuch struck her as like a very... Like, she might not agree with him, but he seemed, like, smart, not as political, yeah. a little bit sharper, like, mm-hmm. just the way he dresses and, like, his questions, he was a little bit more, like, prepared, mm-hmm. and she was like, this guy, much more of a dud. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought of a toasty campfire. Okay. Oh, okay, sorry, I'll wait till okay. this one is done. Well, but yes, RBG is amazing, and I'm actually I very... I really like her life story and the fact yeah. that, you know, her husband, who was also a very accomplished yeah. lawyer, kind of, like, he had a very established law practice in New York... And he moved to D.C. when she got Mm, the nomination and kind of like he still had a a good career, but he kind of gave up kind of that upper echelon for her. And then he recently passed like a couple years ago. And so that was like very sweet. Yeah. No, I just. Yeah. Her story is amazing. I have to say I bought for David's daughter for her birthday the like children's book about Mm. RBG and she opens it up and she's like. I already have this one. (gasps) I already know all about her. And I was like. That's okay because I did get it on sale, so whatever, it would only cost me like three dollars. I feel like it's very but difficult. I love that, that I to... was like, "Yes, little child." I love that you already know yeah. all about the RBG. I and feel like this is it. a nice topic about divorce parenting. Like, yeah. how do you know that the kid doesn't have the toy at the other parent's house? Yes, that was hard. I was like, "Well, it's not." And but then it's you know also I mean? good you have to do like a survey get, of all of their toys. But if they get a double toy, then they get to oh, have, it at both have it at both houses. And that's true. true. So we, she has an RBG book at mom's and an RBG book at dad's. Mm-hmm. So she's just getting all the liberal pop propaganda from all sides. I love it. I like. Yeah. She's gonna be so woke yeah. when she grows up. She's a pretty woke kid already. So it's funny. I have to say, what is but, your aha moment? I want to talk because um, this has been quite on everyone's minds in Portland, but all of the uh, Nike protests and people oh. like 
burning their Nike stuff and Nike just like basically clapping back and being like, we don't give a shit. Burn well, our clothes. I, just don't. Yeah. If you already bought it, it's stupid. Like, I understand if you're upset, like, just don't, you don't, you don't buy any more stuff, yeah. which I think a lot of people do, but like, also, it's stupid. It's like help. public, like, I don't know. It's the same way it's I dumb. feel about like internet mobs, which yeah. we talk a lot about on this <laughs> podcast. It's like, just do your own thing in your own house. Like, you don't have to post you burning it on the internet. Like, I don't no want to see that. Also, I'm like, you're basically advertising that you're racist. Mm-hmm. I, like, don't understand. Like, and you're rich. S- like, you're rich enough to just burn your own shit. Exactly. And, yeah. I'm like, you know? Ugh. Like, you could I have mean, donated it if you didn't want it in your house. It's that offensive to you. Yeah. I, I also think, um, if anyone wants to hear, I think of all of this the, about the players kneeling and everything, which to me, I'm like, mm-hmm. this is an old story. There's, There's other a lot of atrocities going there. on mm-hmm. that we need to be talking about. But if you want to hear a really good argument about it, I wish I could remember this guy's name, but I'll find it. The guy who's running the Democratic uh, candidate for governor of Texas. Did you see this? It was like a Facebook video. It was like a Facebook video. So he's in a yes. town hall and someone was like, how do you feel about the players kneeling? And he just talks about how like... Oh, is it Beto O'Rourke? That's it. Yes. Yep. He's running He's running against Ted Cruz. He's running yes. for Senate. Senate. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Governor. He was so like impassioned and articulate. It almost sounds rehearsed, but it's not. No. Like, but I think, like, if you're going to kneel, like, that's great because you're still being respectful, but you're still making your point. And that's and what he said. He was originally going to sit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he asked, and he they, they he like, asked a bunch of veterans, kneel. and they yeah. were like, kneeling is more respectful. Yeah. So there's and a lot of misinformation they, talking about. Yeah, that. exactly. And then they came out with another wonderful ad with Serena Williams in it that's like, oh. Love her You're our so superhero much. no matter what you wear because they had made her change her outfit from yeah, like yeah, yeah. the, like the kind of suit appropriate for the whatever. French Open and I'm like she's Serena Waller she can wear whatever she wants exactly. yeah but um so that is my hot topic yeah I'm glad I came up with that one so. do you have any fun stuff from the news yeah. or things so this pertaining to millennial life something from the news but uh, you jogged my memory when you said documentary about RBG Lesson, my partner's out of town so I'm just like watching a lot of movies by myself what right happens now. how long has he gone uh, two weeks oh. and then he gets back and I leave three days later for two oh. weeks yeah. so it's kind of a rough moment yeah uh, but I watched the Mr. Rogers documentary how Won't You Be it? My Neighbor was it sweet so, good. so first of all I didn't really watch Mr. Rogers growing up yeah. like I had seen it I sort of got yeah. the shtick that he like wore a sweater vest and whatever oh my god i like ugly cried during it uh it's so so sweet sweet and Mm -hmm. lovely and you get to see a little bit of his own journey toward Mm -hmm. acceptance of racial minorities and sexual minorities and women in the workplace and all and he really pioneered children's television like treating Mm -hmm. them not just like you know yeah people they're real people like children are people people, and they deserve feel deeply and yeah yeah And I hate to say it, but it's like, since we live in such a cynical world, like, he's not a creep. Mm-hmm. too like you think yeah. oh this old man who's like hanging out with children like he must be a creep but yeah. he's not the whole that you watch this documentary and you keep expecting it to go like catholic oh, priest yeah. like yeah. super negative dark bad yeah. and no he's it's, just a nice guy yeah. and his wife is lovely <laughs> he's and, just a nice uh, guy yeah and did so he sweet. kind of like not get into it by accident but like it wasn't like he wasn't planning on that and then the was it is it wqed the pittsburgh mm-hmm. station was like we want you to come do Aww. this i mean i he's an or- i just know this because of he being was in, in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh yeah. yeah. He was an ordained minister. Yeah. And he was looking for very like a mouthpiece to sort of spread his own version of the gospel yeah. in a way. Uh, and he fell into public television. Yeah. That's so sweet. So. I my memory of Mr. Rogers because he broadcast new episodes up through what, the nineties? I early think even 90s? the early two thousand. Yeah, he was on when I was I was so, born in nineteen ninety four. There were a couple of like gaps in yeah. the middle. Yeah. 
I remember, I remember watching it as a kid. Yeah, when I was little, though, I threw this hissy fit about TV because my because I might have a little brother who's two years younger than me, not even two years, but he, like I didn't want to watch baby shows, <laughs> so I threw a fit about not wanting to watch Sesame Street, but Aww. I still wanted to watch Mr. Rogers because he was like it's more engaging yeah. for both like the babies and like you know the big five year old who thinks she's cool. Yeah. But I think that's saying a lot to like. You know, being able to engage kids so, all so interestingly, they tried to do a spinoff for adults. Okay. Apparently, like it was like kind of 2020 style, yeah. but Mister Rogers hosted it oh, uh, in like the 90s. Now, today, but apparently, it like bombed. Oh, it was just like God. horrible. Apparently, I would have loved that. And so he went back to yeah. that's hilarious. Oh my gosh, um, excellent. Yes. Um. So interview portion. Yes. Mm. I only know the very few things that Shay has told me, so this is yeah. a blank slate. Well, and I, I really also enjoy. Feel like you know, although we are you know acquaintances and friends, there's still a lot we need to know about each other. Totally. We haven't had a lot of deep hangouts. In this public forum for all of our millions of followers, <laughs> being a third wheel, a wet Hi, blanket. I'm just uh, saying like this because I want to shame him into listening. Oh my god, to it's like an iceberg. There's a lot beneath the surface. A lot beneath still. the surface. So, so tell us your tell us your journey. Yeah, how did you end up at Facebook? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so when I was an undergrad in college, so uh, I'm a super overachiever, uh, and when I was an undergrad, I was double majoring in English and psychology. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, that's a lie. I was double majoring in American (laughs) history and psychology, minoring in English. It's all in the same Uh, area, yeah. And I was like- I have a history minor. That's all I- What kind of history did you study? Anything Um, in particular? Like American history, yeah. Cool. Uh, I- didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was sort of all over yeah. the place. And I just started, like, reaching out to various labs and professors to be like, can I work with you? Can I, yeah. like, basically do an apprenticeship? Yeah. And serendipity took over, and I ended up I working in this psychology lab that actually studies um, the well-being of kids who are raised with same-sex parents. Oh, cool. Um, oh, interesting. So I was, like, super interested in the topic, did a thesis uh, with a professor, yeah. s- loved the work, and then just, like, the ball rolled down the hill, and I was like, okay, I really like this. And what gonna... year was this that you were... I graduated college in 09. So okay. I've been doing this in 2008, 2009. Okay. And so now I'm going to immediately get into, like, the personal questions. Like, yeah. as a gay man yourself, yeah. were you... Like, how has this affected your thoughts about having children? And maybe you don't want to have kids. I yeah. don't know. Do you want to have children? So children it's are great. Yeah. Ivan, I... turn off. No, no, no. <laughs> Neither Ivan nor I want kids that badly. Okay. Uh, I think good that you're on the same page. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of the joys of being a gay man is there's no time pressure. Yeah, right? So, for like, sure. I don't feel the biological I don't feel the time pressure. That's <laughs> because you're a child. No, I'm sorry. You're Maybe that's also because no, you're kids. a mule for me. Yeah. It's also because I don't want kids. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I haven't really wanted kids yeah. ever in yeah. my life. Um, but it's actually fascinating to know that field and know the literature and be like, wow, for 40 years we've yeah. known that, like, the kids are all right. Basically, yeah. like I love there's, it. if anything, the data skew towards kids of lesbian and gay parents being better adjusted yeah. than kids of straight parents. And if you think about Do it, you think that might be because we were talking to Jen Tonti, yeah. another former guest of the pod. Um, she's gay and she has talked about like she's my age, so she's like in her mid 20s. And she's like, if I want to have a kid at 30, I'm gonna have to save up money and be really successful in order to have a biological mm-hmm. kid. So do you think it's because in order to have a kid as a lesbian or gay person, you have to be so much more successful to have a biological kid? I think it's partially maybe success because, yeah, it yeah. costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I think it's also just, like, you want that kid really badly. Yeah. Like, so and you don't want to be the one data point of, like, everyone turns to being, like, well, 
gay people suck because this one yeah. family in my town sucks. Totally, like stereotype yeah. threat, which is like the fear of fulfilling oh, stereotypes. I didn't know that that had a, a name. Um, yeah, this is good. it's a big topic in psychology. Well, uh, oh, sorry, go on. Oh, but I was just going to say, yeah, so, like, you really want those kids, and therefore you, like, invest a lot in them. Yeah. There are no oopses with yeah. right. lesbian and gay They're parents. all wanted. Yes. Very yeah. wanted. Well, and yeah. I think also just having, you know, again, older parents, because, you know, if you are a gay or a lesbian mm-hmm. couple, you have the option to adopt. And Because I was saying to Maddie earlier, I was like, I would just really like to have a kid at 45. But, like, I know that that's not an option for me. So... Unless you, you gotta figure eggs. it out. Yeah, or you adopt. Or freeze my eggs or adopt. So that's like, but again, then you're getting into those expensive oh. things. Yeah. But it, like, I think it does make you a better parent. Not that young parents are bad parents. I know many young parents who are excellent parents. Um, but like, there's you're something probably, to be said for it's that just maturity. More like the intentional yeah. aspect and the of intentionality. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. You're a little more stable. All yeah. Of okay. So, so after that, yeah. So did that, and then finished undergrad, and was like, okay, I think I like this psychology thing. Yeah. But like. I don't know. Grad school sounds really intense. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to go do something different for a few years. Yeah. And so I went and worked in a small law firm in oh. D.C. Oh, my God. I love um, And, like, kind of hated it. Yeah. Um, so you're I, like, I don't want to be a lawyer. And, like, that was so valuable for yes. me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like that's a lot of default. People get out of undergrad with, like, a liberal arts degree, and they're like, law school. I'll just be so a paralegal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's only a few years. Whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is no. fine. I learned a lot about what I didn't want. Mm-hmm. I worked with cool people who have remained friends. I was just like, I mm-hmm. don't like this field that yeah, much. Yeah, not for um, me. So then I went back to graduate school. Mm-hmm. So went to UCLA and got oh, my nice. PhD in psych. So now I'm Dr. Doc- Dick. You're smart. I'm sorry. We should have... <laughs> Dr. DJ Lick. Dr. DJ Why Lick. Why not released oh, a mixtape? Right, a mixtape or like been a character on a soap opera? Yes. I don't know. Yes. So many career great. options for Amazing. young DJ options. here. Uh, you were saying, like, I'm smart. That's not true. I know a whole lot about one very itty-bitty thing that most people don't well, care about. Brian Wren says you're smart, and Brian Wren only says that he and I are smart, so... Oh, well, I'll and take you. that from We Brian. were talking about that. in the previous episode that we were recording about accomplishments, and I yeah. was like, I haven't done anything because I am literally three years out of college, and Shay was like, no, you're just I'm downplaying yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like you're doing the same. Yes, we, I agree. Uh, I was just talking to my friend Grace the other day, who also got a PhD in psych from UCLA, and I was like... We both left the field, and mm-hmm. so our expertise isn't that relevant. But I was saying that the one thing a PhD buys you is the idea that you have like grit, or you yeah, can like for stick sure. with you can it stick with through something tough for multiple times, years. Yeah. yeah, through multiple years and like poverty. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Like, well, when you're were making... you doing it full time? You weren't working. Yeah, it's very rare off... in a PhD. Yeah, totally. you don't have the time. And, yeah, like, you just like can't. masters, many people are like law degrees. You yeah, can, you can kind of work part yeah. time, um, and they also don't give a lot of funded, you know degrees in law or that's right. you know and no mm-hmm. funded masters but was it quite the change for you to go from like doing a postdoc to working at Facebook where I'm assuming you have a better salary <laughs> such a change so the postdoc was actually more comfortable because yeah. you get paid your salary basically doubles yeah. which is not that much you go yeah. from like $25,000 a year to $50,000 yeah. a year and you're like it woo-hoo. feels like a lot mm-hmm. yeah. and um, you had a very lovely apartment once you get yeah. used Great to making yeah. like nothing and then you're like I'm not dead. Exactly. Yeah, now I have You're double like, the money. Yeah. Well, and like I did it in Los Angeles and New York. So yeah. Like, oh my God. Ugh. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, but then yes, the jump to Facebook was incredible. Facebook is an amazing place to work in terms of how they take care of you. Yeah. So, so let's talk about that. Yeah. Is it the evil empire? <laughs> So that's I, what people think. I used to work at Goldman Sachs. Yeah, now that yeah. we've added myself on the yeah. podcast, when I worked Huge. there, I didn't talk about where I worked because yeah. I was afraid. But now I don't work there anymore, yeah, yeah. so I'm like, whatever. I would certainly not say it's the evil empire. Here's yeah. what I would say: 
everyone I work with is incredible and smart and talented and driven and trying really hard to do the right thing. Yeah. The problems that we're solving are tricky. Like they're really hard and often it feels like uh, there's no obvious right answer. Mm -hmm. And so we're doing the best we can Mm -hmm. with what we have. That said, it helps when you're working on tough problems to be taken care of. Like I said, to not only have a good salary, they feed us, which means you don't have to worry about food. My dear friend at the office just froze her eggs because she's, you know, she's in her 30s and is having a career and doing a killer job at it. And she's like, I'm not ready for kids right now. So I'm just going to delay that by a few years. Why is freezing my eggs coming up many times on this trip? (laughs) I don't know. Like the, the universe is telling I know, you I'm kind of thinking about this now. I have to tell you so. that Shay, she's, it kind of sucks. Shay it's, thinks she's I too old real. to do it. That's what you were saying. I don't think that's true. That's true. Because I aren't my eggs already wrinkled. Okay. Oh, is that what happens? No, I do don't they know. wrinkle? <laughs> I, wrinkly I make are up very a lot cute. of stuff in my head. I don't think your wrinkly eggs equate to wrinkly babies. I don't think they that's like... That's only bulldogs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so, we're else, yeah. How do you feel about giving yourself shots? I feel ungood about that. Yeah. So you have to give yourself a shot every you day for David six weeks. You have David do it. Yeah, I think How would he do it. feel about that, though? I know. He did just well, pull out yeah, Kelsey's tooth with his bare hand. Wait, so. what? Yeah. David like, is fearless. I feel yeah. like I would trust well, David. Well, he's also got kids, so I feel like... Yeah. I feel like your ick yeah. factor goes, goes way up. Yeah, exactly. Or way down, whatever. Yeah, no, my well, my 12-year-old cousin was, like, having a fit because her, like, dad was out of town and she needed her tooth pulled. So we literally, like, drove by their house and he just, like, ripped it out. Like, drive-by tooth extraction. And Aren't you glad you don't want kids? Cheers. Yeah, yeah. cheers. I drink all of I don't want to pull any. Oh, so, sad. It's okay. <laughs> Anyway, go on with your story. Um, so. Yeah, so. so Facebook feeds you. They're really nice. Yeah. They're great. The people I work with are brilliant. Do you work in the same office that BuzzFeed is also in the same building? I don't think I have a think friend BuzzFeed that works at BuzzFeed, and they have a couple floors of Facebook like in the same building. It's like mm-hmm. on 17th. Not so, that this is important to the interview. Yes, there are two Facebook offices okay. in New York. That one is where all of our like sales and marketing people oh, work. Got it. Our building is where all of our... like product people oh, work, cool. which is code word for like, when you use Facebook, product yeah. is all the stuff that yeah. you touch. Yeah. Um, okay. We also have a new Instagram floor in our building, yes. which is like shiny I've heard it's and very beautiful. Cool. Yeah, we it's... had a former guest of the pod who visited recently and yes. she did many photos on Many Instagrams of oh, the Instagram. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Instagramception. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a gelato bar. It's, she took it's pictures fancy. of that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But so yeah, that's it's incredible. It's interesting because what I studied in graduate school is yeah. not at all applicable to what I do now. But yeah. like the skills poured over, yeah. so like yeah. my research skills. Well, that's still work. to your yeah. point. The value of a liberal arts degree. Thank Shirley you for yes. again proving me right, world. No, and we can ask so you the same questions. Real. We yeah. talked about it a lot, and we've had varying different opinions mm. of like you studied something that you don't use on your day to day, and. A lot of people look at psychology degrees and they're like, oh, what is that? Are you just doing something like fluffy bullshit, whatever? What is your response to those people? My response to those people is that the value of a liberal arts degree, a college degree, a psychology degree, whatever, is critical thinking skills. Thank you. It lets you look at the world and dissect fact from fiction or form a complex opinion that is not fed to you by your parents Mm -hmm. or the media or religion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it allows you to question. Um, And I think gives you vocabulary that you might not have otherwise, which can... Am I just proving all your points? I I swear she didn't plant me. We had an engineer on one time who shall not be named and he was like, liberal arts degrees are stupid and Shay was like, critical thinking. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. no, it's valuable. Yeah. It's so valuable. As is engineering, as are doctors, yeah. as are like yeah. all of these Just, things. That Everyone is, has a place at the table. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's my big issue with all the focus on STEM education, which I think is so important. But then you forget that, you know, the holistic <coughs> person or the, yeah, holistic mm-hmm. is the better yeah. person. When I went to, I went to the University of Virginia as an undergrad yeah. and they had a lot of breadth requirements. So no matter what you were majoring in, you had to take some English and you had to take some history and some math yeah. and some, yeah. all of these different things. And I would have probably never ended up in psychology yeah. if they didn't have that. Cause mm-hmm. I would have gone hard, hard into a science field. Yeah, exactly. Sort. Yeah, exactly. So we were talking a little bit um, before we started recording about you said you might have something to say about the science of millennials or the psychology of millennials based on your studies. Well, so not based on my expertise as much, but just based on things I've read. Yeah. So uh, in the Atlantic last year, Jean Twenge, are you all familiar with this article? I have not yet to read her book, but I have read many of her articles. So I actually have a dear friend who you should have as a guest sometime. Her name is Lauren. She is a developmental psychologist and she studies young people's use of social media. She's brilliant and very cool. She lives in New York. She works at Facebook now, Um, but she was a PhD in psychology. And I've learned so much about that world yeah. and about that field from being friends with Lauren. Yeah. And basically the takeaway is that Jean is not respected in the literature oh, and really? her science <gasps> is actually Casper. looked down upon pretty strongly. Um, and so part, uh, yes. part of the reason for that is that Misinformation the, is everywhere. <laughs> misinformation. <laughs> I, I feel like It's not by the false, I wouldn't yeah. say. It's exactly. This might be a little yeah. misleading, yeah. So, like, when we talk about statistics, mm-hmm. are you ready for a little lesson? Yes, yes bring it, it on. There are two things we have to think about. The one that most people know about is significance, statistical mm-hmm. significance, mm-hmm. which basically means, like, is this effect real or does yeah. it replicate? Yeah. Um, the, the effects that Jean talks about are real. They mm-hmm. do replicate. But the other thing we have to think about is effect size, which is like, how big is this effect? This is like, not to get too off the rails, Mm -hmm. but like my mom recently had a health scare and she was like, she educated herself on the difference between relative risk and absolute risk. Yes. And she was like, they're totally different. They're totally different. Everything I know is a lie. Oh my God. (laughs) So it reminds me of what you're saying. That's exactly. And so like these associations between like technology use and like uh, depression or anxiety, mm-hmm. for example, are approximately, no, they're smaller than <laughs> the correlation between eating potatoes and anxiety. Oh, like these are reliable, but I very- I get zero anxiety very, when I re- eat potatoes. I, exactly. I get less anxiety yes. when I eat potatoes, actually. And what it could also mean is that they're just a bunch of other factors we're not controlling yeah. for, like yeah. SES or like uh, the happiness of your family situation mm-hmm. right. or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> So, exactly. so take that work with a grain of salt and well, know so that many people... what is the real stuff, do you think? Yeah. Or do you think it's just, like, we don't know yet because millennials are so young, there haven't been enough studies, like... So, uh, especially in terms of, like, media use yeah. and mm-hmm. social media use. I also use. wonder, like, at Facebook, if you guys talk about this at work, like, I'm yes. sure you guys are cognizant. You obviously don't want to put out a product that's harmful to people. Mm-hmm. Like, there are actually how entire... much research you guys are doing on that as well? Tons. There yeah. are people at Facebook who study things like you know, what looks like problematic use mm-hmm. and how can we give people tools? Yeah, like if yeah. someone's on Facebook for like 12 hours a day, yeah. exactly. that's probably bad. I know yeah. Instagram just started doing the thing we were talking oh, about Oh yeah, this, it makes you feel like such a limit. Where they have you can the like thing where set like, limits for yourself well, or you whatever. Well, you set limits, but it also tells you when you've run out of content. Yeah. Like it, it, oh, it'll yeah. have the thing where it's you like, you're all caught up, yeah. like, which I get you, to Instagram. too often, but I, I don't want to admit how often I'm like, oh, I'm all caught up. And other means I'm on Instagram too much or I don't have enough. Yeah, I wonder like if that 
makes people get off it more or if it's just like, oh, well, maybe if I go on, not that I don't think going on Instagram is bad, but it's maybe if it's like, you know, you're all caught up, you're like, oh, if I go on in an hour, maybe there will be more stuff. Whereas if it just showed you the same content over and over again, you might not go on again. I don't know. It's all very interesting. The thing to remember about technology use is that like there are moral panics every time new technology is introduced. Mm -hmm. So if you look throughout history, when radio first came out, there was panic that it was like, you know, turning kids' brains into mush, basically. And then we saw the same thing with television. And now we see the same thing with social media. And I think across the board, it's always not just how much you use it, but like how you use it. Yeah. What are you using these technologies for? Yeah. And then of course, yes, if you're spending 15 hours a day, that's a problem yeah. maybe, and we should have a broader conversation yeah. about uh, how you're So I'm gonna it. ask you this question. You can tell me if you don't know the answer. I'm not, you're not gonna answer it. Can Facebook listen if I'm talking on the phone? So I'll tell you- Like for Facebook advertising. <laughs> Truly, the answer is no. Okay. In, yes, I'm so excited. At least to the best of my knowledge, <laughs> right. the answer is no. Yeah. People often. I mean, like, you seem pretty well connected. Yeah. Everybody I trust your tells this story, right? Yeah. Where they're like, oh my gosh, I was talking about something and like yeah. Alexa heard yeah. me or Facebook heard me and yeah. then I got an ad yeah. the next day. I think it's truly coincidence. Yeah. And I think. Or maybe. people don't remember that they maybe have, like, they talked about it and then they Googled it after their friend, like, texted well, them or, and then they clicked on a link yeah. after or something. Well, I was going to say, I think also, like, the thing is, like, if you say, I'm really interested in X product, and you Googled it, and you looked at, well, there are 15 products related to X product, and the statistical probability that you're also going to be interested in one of those other 15 products is pretty high, yes. so then it's coincidence that they just also push that so as that's well. close to what I was going to say. Yeah. I, like, the... Like, people are so afraid of machine learning, right? But machine learning is actually a really powerful and interesting tool. Mm -hmm. It's possible, but who knows, that the machine learning algorithms actually know you just as well as you know yourself. Mm -hmm. And so maybe your pattern of searching for things tells them that you're really interested in buying a planter for a succulent. And then, yes, maybe you talked about it, and then two days later you searched for it, and they just knew that you were Mm going to end up being interested in that because you bought a succulent recently or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. because you're maybe researching, like, what happens but if there's no like actual technology yeah, yeah, of yeah, like know. they're parsing through yeah. like stuff from your microphone that's I don't like think the so. conspiracy now like with alexa who i don't have a voice yeah, thing like yet, amazon that's a whole different maybe ball game, maybe yeah. who knows but i mean alexa in my experience using her she is not that smart <laughs> like um, also can we talk about why she's a woman it feels problematic oh, yeah. that all the voice assistants are always Someone ladies was, yes. jenny was talking about that recently that's what yeah. we just like to boss women around yeah. and that's the thing i don't know I know. I and can't... the whole sex robot phenomenon. Oh. Wait, too. what is... No. That, there was an article that came out recently. I can't yeah. remember what it was, but Jenny, one of our friends, was talking about it. And they brought up Alexa. Why is she a female voice? Why is Siri, like, default? You can change it, mm-hmm. but the default is female. Mm-hmm. And the big... Misogyny. One of the big pushes in, <laughs> in AI that's, like, that's popular is, like, sex robots. Yeah. Like, in Japan, they make, like, sex robots, and they're, oh. like, predominantly female. Oh. Wait, yeah. sex robots? Uh, are these, like, physical things or, yeah. like, voices? No, they're, like, you... people. Oh. They're, like, robots, but they talk to you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're so handsome. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Ivan and Shay I are going... has a future job as a sex robot. It's, like, a very bored sex robot. <laughs> um, Ivan and I are going to Japan this winter, Ooh, so maybe so we'll jealous. see a sex robot? I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think just, like, have them on the street. Yeah, yeah. they're not hanging out. Oh my god. Although I was watching Dark Tourist per your recommendation. It's so good. And so they good. Went have you watched to... it? Uh, I have like... not watched it yet, but it's yeah. by the guy who did the Tickled documentary, oh. which I have watched. Wait, what is that? Because we love David and I oh. want to watch it. Is it exactly it. what yes. you think it is? Oh, maybe not. So it's a documentary about 
competitive tickling <gasps> softcore pornography. Oh no! Uh, it's and, always and with the like. Host did it? He's like the documentarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And it's always about, it's always like young, pretty straight boys who are offered a lot of money to like be tickled with their shirts off. I kid you not, they talk about the tickle cells in like Wisconsin. Oh, it's so real. And it gets very, very, very dark. All I know is that on Dark Shores, he goes to a hotel in Japan that's run entirely by robots. Yeah, the Jap, the Japan, the Japan. And then he goes to the Fukushima, like. Uh, he's going to get 12 kinds of cancer because yeah. half of the episodes on that, he's like going to like nuclear, nuclear sites oh that have been. So I'll definitely watch that before I go to Japan. Yes, it's very, it's very good. cool. Yeah. Maybe go to some of those places, but yeah. maybe not. Yeah. I got a little, uh, I'm going to Dallas in December and the Dallas mm. episode was very interesting yeah, about awesome. going to the JFK yeah. book depository. Yeah. Wait, what is, I don't, why, what? To What's see like where, where JFK, was, JFK shot. was shot. Why is it called a book depository? Because that's now where the guy shot JFK supposedly, yeah. but it's now it's like a museum to oh, like okay. JFK yeah. and stuff. Got it. But it was the Texas Book Depository. Mm-hmm. Got it. I don't know what that means. I think it's like, it's a, like a library. It's basically it's like, a like a library. library. Yeah. Got it. The stacks, basically. <laughs> yeah. The stacks for Exciting. The stacks. Hopefully yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, who knows? Everything's bigger in Texas. It's yeah. True. I've never been to I Dallas. I don't really know a lot of tourist bigger. attractions in Dallas besides that. Which I they think Dallas about. is okay. No, it's cool, but they don't have... It's like New York. It's like you can go to the Empire State Building or like the World Trade Center. Yeah. There's more like tourist attractions, yeah. whereas yeah. in Dallas, I don't know if there's so many of them. Yeah. P.S. What are the so uh, my aunt, my favorite aunt, yes. is coming. Oh, favorite aunt. Oh, oh my god, aunt. that was my dad's favorite thing growing up. Is he would ask all my cousins, "Who's your favorite uncle?" And they would always be like, "You suck." So the fact that you have a favorite aunt. Aunt Jill is so Aunt Jill wasn't able to have kids, and Aww. so she spoils all of her nieces and nephews. I love it. Yeah, it was like we would go That's to her house. <laughs> we would go it's visit great. over it's the summers, uh, and so my sweet. parents would go on date night. We would stay home with Aunt Jill, and she would make us dessert for dinner. Aww. Like yes. she's so that is the way you do. Amazing. It. She's coming to New York in a few weeks for the first oh, time in her life. In her life. And I have so a good like, mom, I, I need you. some, yeah, yeah, I need some like recommend. Obviously, we'll do like the Statue of Liberty yeah. and Times Square and these things. Yeah. But. but my number one recommendation is like she just blow a little money and like buy the tickets and everything beforehand. Like go to a couple shows. Yeah. Like I take her know. to like Lord and Taylor before it closes. Before it closes. Did you hear about this? No. Yeah, they're closing, they're closing <gasps> the flagship Lord and Taylor, and it's going to be a WeWork. Yeah. Oh God. On Fifth yeah. Avenue. <laughs> It's yeah. appropriate topic for a millennial podcast. I know, we haven't talked about it, in case anyone doesn't know. I'm very upset about the Lord and yeah. Taylor. I have, like, some emotional But I'm going to an too. event on top of Lord and Taylor before it oh, closes. But, okay, so yeah, it's we'll closing, there. so there's yeah. going to be no, like, holiday stuff. That It's going to be, like, a, it's it's not, I'm like, sure going to be a WeWork, but it's yeah. going to be, like, the we, the people that work for WeWork, like, their offices. Yeah. Oh, it's, like, a corporate yeah. office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Worse. But, but anyways. Uh, I'll find some good, like, very banal food places to yeah. bring them but like take her to um so like if you take her to a show have you been to becco no. oh it's you love like becco. i love becco because it's like the food is it's pretty decent italian food but it's like for 24 dollars you get all you could eat pasta oh. and like then they have this wine list that's like all like 19 dollars if you're getting that but it's like very extensive yeah. and it's just good and it's like very fun and very like new york yeah Italian. And Italian is perfect. Like yeah. no Everyone sushi. That would be like weird yeah. for Angel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love it. So New York is great. There's something. Yeah, there's right. something for. Everyone. Take her to Little Italy. Oh, take her yes. to. Um, yeah, do all the shopping stuff. We'll go to like take Washington to Square Met. Park because yeah. it's going to be October, so it'll be like a little cool. Yeah. Basically, Halloween anything that they show on like 
what, find out whatever her favorite New York City movie is and then go to all those places. That's a great idea. Yeah. Like, Just recreate it. Yeah. You could go to Cat If she likes When Harry Met Sally, you can go to Cats. <gasps> I'm the so deli. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Also, my friend from work, her partner does all the, like, media stuff yes. for Cats. Yeah. Oh, really? So That's just, cool. yeah, cash in all your, like, goodwill yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. just show her a good yeah. time. But make experience. it easy. Totally. Is she staying at your home? No. Okay, So I good. convinced yeah. my mom and Aunt Jill to get an Airbnb. It's oh, their so first time too. ever. Oh. Mom's very, like, very distraught about it. She's like, I think it's weird to be in someone's place. I'm like, Mom, it was either that or a $600 a night yeah. hotel in Times Square. My parents yeah. love Airbnb. <laughs> oh, my God. My parents' favorite thing, my parents listen to this podcast, so they're going to be like, you're making yeah. fun of us. My parents' favorite thing is they're like, have you heard of this thing? And then I'll be like, what is it? And then they'll be like, <laughs> we're staying in someone's. <laughs> oh, my God. My mom's, on, don't even get me started. <laughs> I actually really enjoy my mom's Twitter. Yeah. She actually Amazing. turns me on to a lot of things. My mom actually does turn me on to a lot of things because Your this is cool. actually a millennial. Yeah, my mom's cool, yeah. but she, this is actually a good millennial topic because my mom still is very much in like traditional media streams, yeah. which is not like trash. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't watch, I watch The Bachelorette, and that's basically yeah. it. I literally pay $80 a month for DirecTV so I can watch The Bachelor. Just and the Bachelor. That's the only thing I watch live. Like, I use yeah. the DVR and stuff. Don't get me started. Yeah. But my mom watches, like, the Today Show, and she'll, like, find products, like, on the steals and deals portion oh, yeah. of the Today Show. And I'm like, this stuff is actually good. Yeah. yeah. Why do they Your not do more digital cool. marketing? Um, but, yeah, no, my parents will be like, we did BRBO, and it was great. And I'm like, yes. Like, yes, amazing. it's a thing. It's an amazing so company. So here's my one piece of advice if they're getting an Airbnb. Go with them the first day. So if it's, like, crap, you can get them out of there. Because when my dad and stepmom <laughs> came, they stayed at an Airbnb. It was, like... They were coming to see me, but it was also, like, their vacation, and Dad hadn't been in a while, so they were staying at this Airbnb in uh, the East Village, and okay. they, like, call me up, and they're like, it is so great here. We love the East Village. It is so cool. I live in the East Village, yeah. so. And then I go over there, and it is, like, the crappiest Airbnb I've ever seen, but the two of them are like, it's so bohemian <laughs> oh here, God. and I'm like... Do you guys want to come stay at my house? Are you sure? Uh, I will, like, kick my roommate out and you can stay in their bed or I'll but sleep. They loved it. Wait, what was wrong with it? Was it, like, dirty? It was just, like, you go, and first of all, there's, like, just really small. you have to, like, go through giant, like... Uh, bars to get in, like what? jail, and then you get in, and it was like they had like a shared kitchen area, so they had to like to get to their private bathroom. They had to like walk through the shared kitchen area, and then it was just like, I mean, there are so many cool Airbnbs now, and this just was like had a saggy mattress and oh, like sad. it was like very like just not exciting yeah. at all. And I just was like, please come stay at my house. We'll like work it out. Yeah. And they're like, my no, it's great. We're loving the experience. You can do the whole house. Yeah. As the car. That's as what I always do with Airbnb. So yeah. I always just like set my filter on yeah. Airbnb to be like whole home. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I do not want you down the hall yeah. while I'm here. Oh my God. My uncle has a great story of he stayed in LA and this was with um, his wife at the time and they were on this vacation and they thought it was like a private home or something, mm. but it was like there was one home, but then it was like a guest house of like the oh, main God. home. And oh. the guy who owned the house was like a B list actor. And he was, like, recently divorced or something, and he was very lonely. So he came, and he was like, here's your private home. I'm like, okay. And they were like, all right, fine. And they are like, very private. They like their alone time. And the guy was like, well, I have appetizers and wine if you want to, like, oh, have wine. And they were like, okay, cool. Yeah. And, and they're like, they, you can't say no. Yeah. yeah. And so then they, like, hung out with him. And, like, the whole time he was like, oh, like, what are you guys doing on your vacation? Yeah. And they were like, oh, we're doing this, this, and this. And he was like, oh, okay, well, if you want me to come, like, I'm available. Like, I think he just wanted, like, friends. Oh, but he, no. And he also had pictures of himself all over. Do, wait, can you do you know what B-list actor it is? I don't. Oh, he didn't God. tell me. He said B-list, but I feel like it's more like D-list. Yeah. yeah. But still, I'm curious. And he said the decor was very like 
weird. It had like sconces everywhere, and it was very like they dark. They love like, their sconces in LA, though. And I have like, to wait, say. really? <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've seen that many sconces in LA. I think it's and like a very a specific, <laughs> like, like weird, greasy, older yeah. men like sconces. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Anyways. Or, like, they had their house decorated by a decorator in, like, 1984 and yeah. then never yeah, yeah, yeah. updated it. Yeah. So, um, fingers crossed. Yeah. I do want to ask you at Facebook, like, I assume most of the people that ask, that work there are millennials. Are mm-hmm. there people now that, like, Gen Z, which are the new crop of youngins, mm-hmm. they're graduating from college, so I'm assuming they're joining you guys. And then do you guys have, like... Gen X and baby boomer people as well. Like, how is that sort of generational divide at Facebook? And do you believe that Facebook is for old people, which is the headline I saw this week? Interesting. Okay, so two different questions. Yes. First is um, age breakdown varies a lot by role at Mm -hmm. Facebook. So, like, researchers, salespeople, partnerships people tend to skew a little older. Mm -hmm. So in my little pod... I am the second youngest mm-hmm. of everybody, actually, okay. and there are six of us, okay, um, cool. and I'm in my 30s, yeah. so, yeah. Uh, but engineers tend to be much younger, so engineers tend to be right out of college, yeah. and so more Gen Z-ers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so but you don't sense. see it as being, like, a problem with the culture or anything, like, the fact that there are people of varying ages, because we were talking to, like, former guests, and they're like... I'm the only young person in my office, and it's oh, all, like, older people yeah. who are going to retire. So, one so of them, I'm always interested in that. Like, I, I don't think there are problems with people being different ages. One of the cool things is that I actually like the people I work with. Yeah, They're kind of, like, that's awesome. similar to me in mm-hmm. a way, and that's not necessarily just age. Maybe mm-hmm. that's, like, outlook on life right. or training or yeah. I don't know. But, yeah. So I do, I'm genuinely friends with the people around, cool. which is nice. Have you met the Zuck? Uh... I have not I personally met the Zuck, but I've seen the Zuck. Okay, so is Can it... you confirm that he is a human person? He is a no, human person. How? Um, he works in a... His office is glass. Oh. In Does he the, work in New York? No, he works in the okay. California office. Yeah. But so, like, you walk by, and, like, if you're a guest at the mm-hmm. office, you just see him in his little fishbowl. Yeah. Is he always wearing, like, a hoodie? No, he wears, like, a gray t-shirt most days. Yeah. Still. That's now, cool. with him, so... Oh, I had a very specific question. It just left my brain. Never mind. It was a very good one. I'll tell you one really cool thing. Uh, So I think this is a common phenomenon in tech tech companies. But every... Like founders who are still the CEO. Well, and we do like these Q&A things. Mm -hmm. So every Friday, Mark stands in front of the entire company and just takes questions from people. And it's actually kind of amazing. Because people will ask hard questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it probably and he doesn't like censor it, being like, "I don't want to answer these questions." No, he always answers. Yeah. He's yeah. very open, very honest. Yeah. Like if he ever wanted to run for office, that's like the perfect skill to yeah. hone, oh, right? Because sure. he can just like talk to an audience oh, when Zuckerberg the questions are tough. Is totally going to run for office in a few years. So let's not. Who knows? He says he's not going to. He lies. <laughs> he's like also a child, so he does nothing yet. He has a lot of time. He's really young. Yeah, I keep um, forgetting that. Have you read or watched The Circle? What's the circle? I know about the circle, yeah, but I have not read it. So or it's a Dave that. Eggers novel. Um, oh, okay. I love Dave Eggers, and it's What's about her name? Hermione Granger was in uh, it. Yes, Emma Watson. Emma Watson. So then, yeah. then they made it into a movie with Emma Watson and Tom Hanks and a few. But it's basically about a company like Facebook, and they have this like campus in Silicon Valley, and everybody that works there. But it's it's a little culty, but it kind of like shows all these like like the downsides, but. It's just, it's really interesting and very well done, and I'd highly recommend Someone described it to me as this sort of futuristic novel where you imagine that, like, Facebook and Google and Amazon all became the same company. And so it's about, like, closing the circle. Like, they're all. Well, exactly. So that's the idea. And then, 
so this girl works there and she kind of very quickly rises in the ranks and then it shows how it like affects her family and how it affects everything else because basically she always has to be plugged in and like her success in the company is contingent upon like like for example if we were here like then all of a sudden I'd be like oh DJ like I like that you bought this coffee or whatever mm-hmm. like I like this interaction so I'm gonna rate it and it's very it's like some Black Mirror yeah. shit. It's yeah. also like that episode of Black Mirror <laughs> yeah, that uh, like Laura so Vinci made me watch, intense. which was yeah. very terrifying, yeah. but also awesome. Uh, so, if you haven't seen it, go watch the Black Mirror episode called San Junipero. I've heard that one oh, is very good. So, good. so we oh. watched one episode. And I got really scared. Well, so that's why San Junipero is is a happy oh, story. Okay, it's one good. of the few that is like heartwarming and will make yes. you cry, but like in a good way. Oh. It's also set in the eighties. Oh, I love it. What do you think Facebook is? This is like the question. Oh, what is Facebook? Oh, is you still it... haven't answered my question about is Facebook for old people? Oh. oh, I don't think so. So I don't think Facebook's for old people. <laughs> okay, I did. Uh, I actually think. I don't think so. But I, I do think it, like it's evolving. Like w- the way people yeah. use Facebook is. It's evolving. like Microsoft. It's like I feel like I don't know. I'm answering the question. The guest should be answering the question. But I feel okay. like Microsoft was built a long time ago and it's like now it's like microsoft is still a functioning company and it does a lot of good work and people love working there Mm -hmm. and people use it all over the world but it's not like the new hip thing Mm -hmm. so it's like is microsoft for old people i think the other thing to remember is that facebook there are multiple companies within facebook right so facebook is facebook but it's also instagram Mm -hmm. and it's also whatsapp yeah and so like yeah facebook owns whatsapp so like it's a lot of different things depending mm-hmm. on where you are. Yeah. So, like, if you live in India, you probably don't use iMessage, but you definitely use WhatsApp yeah. every single mm-hmm. day. Um, That's so interesting. So, do you see it as more of like, like with your job, you said you were more focused on news, so mm-hmm. that's more like media. Mm-hmm. Is it? Like, with the whole net neutrality thing, like, should it be regulated like a utility? Should it be a media company? Should it be... I don't think anybody knows the answer. Yeah, I think that's the question of our time. Or is it it all of the above, and then each section can kind of do its own thing therein? Like, it's all very interesting. It's a tough question. It's super interesting. Mm -hmm. I think we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see, like, what policymakers end up deciding. Mm -hmm. I think... This is also part of the reason that it's hard to regulate tech companies is because no one knows exactly what to call yeah. them. Like, yeah. they're not a traditional media company. They're like this other thing. Yeah. And so traditional mm-hmm. media rules don't port Quite over apply. perfectly. Yeah. Like, they, they require new regulations right. if you want to go that way. So. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, I will say one of the most fun or interesting things about working at Facebook and being a researcher is that I talk to people all the time yeah, and you'll that. hear them complain about Facebook. They'll yeah. say like, oh, I, I hate this about Facebook or I hate that about Facebook, but I love Instagram. And it's so funny when you tell people, yeah, like, it's all the same. do you know they're it's the same, same company? Yeah. And people are so shocked to yeah. learn that. And it does make me wonder, like, what makes Instagram lovable but yeah. makes people complain about Facebook? Uh, it's an interesting yeah. comparison. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's that... Instagram is because it's just a visual platform you're less inundated with mm-hmm. the information than you are yeah. on Facebook but also I think people are I idiots think there's less advertisements maybe that's just yes. my perception like or people, maybe the advertisements are better I don't, I don't know. know if there are fewer advertisements yeah. or not for me at least ads are really well targeted on Instagram yeah. so like when it's I like get an ad like. I actually like, will buy I'm me like, too. oh yeah. I want that yeah. yeah or I'll like it I'll be like oh this is a post and then I'll realize I just liked an ad an on ad. Instagram totally now you're and following then you get more brands. ads yeah <laughs> but it's like uh it's okay. Yeah. So I have a confession when it comes it. to social media. Yeah. 
I don't use and have never had a Twitter. I know I, I don't understand it. Thank don't you. It. That's actually in my bio. I had a tweet that might be going viral right now. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not going viral. Like it's about the dead like, body. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Is it a photo? I'm going to see. Can you post no, photos on Twitter? A, I don't yes, even know. Yes, you can, I think. But no, no I had a Twitter not account a celeb, for like five so like minutes, but I can't. 12 people. I don't like it. I don't get it. I just don't understand yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Ivan, my partner, loves Twitter. Yeah. I'm like, ah. I like reading it, so, but no, I, I tweeted about the dead body and it got 13 likes when most of my tweets only get like two likes. So yeah. I feel like pretty good about myself. How many did you get? 13? Yeah. Oh. Did your mom like it? No. That sounds rude, oh. but I'm just curious. <laughs> Maybe she hasn't seen it yet. No. Yeah. My mom is like obsessive. As soon as I post anything Aww. on social media, she's always no, the first to like. We've yeah. talked about this though, like that, um... Everyone has this perception that older people are bad at technology or they're mm-hmm. not adopters. But, like, my mom is on Twitter. Yeah. She she doesn't have an Instagram. She doesn't have a Facebook. But she likes Twitter. She yeah. doesn't have a Facebook. No. That's so interesting. Yeah. So my and mom's... I think it, I, what I think it is is because she likes reading stuff. Like, she follows the news. She follows her people. She likes reading the little snippets. But mm-hmm. she doesn't want to share anything personal about herself. Makes sense. So yeah. it's more of just, like... It can feel a little more anonymous. An aggregator. Or yeah. Or the fact that, like, she can follow, like entities as opposed to being like if you're on Facebook and people are like oh Marianne's on Facebook they'll send you a request and then Mm -hmm. if you don't accept it they think it's rude so it's less like personal but it's very interesting my mom did just get Instagram Mm -hmm. Uh, she loves it yeah Yeah. Uh, she was just telling me though she she was like I like story like she she, I don't think realized they were called stories she was like I like those things that like sort of disappear when is Snapchat gonna go out of business can we talk about that the kids still love the Snapchat though the kids but why really is do, it like, different from Instagram? Because it's harder for your parents to track. Actually, the kids, I think, are using Snapchat as a messaging app. Mm-hmm. Like, more, more like texting? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Mm-hmm. So Snapchat thinks of itself as a camera company. Yeah. So Ben Thompson yeah, writes this great blog, and he talks about Snapchat a lot, and he's like, Snapchat thinks they're a camera company. Yeah. Kids think they're a, a messaging company. Yeah, yeah. And similarly, because it, just like Shay said, it's because yeah. it's hard to track, yeah. I think. Interesting. So. See, I got a Snapchat, like, after I graduated from college, and then I was like... I get all the same stuff on Instagram stories, so I'm just going to not use Snapchat well, things, anymore. Like, I really liked Snapchat before, not before I had Instagram, but before there were the stories and yeah. things, and I just used it because I remember it was, like, during the Rio Olympics, and I could go on, yeah. I could just follow, oh, yeah. like, Rio swimming, and, and then, then I could, could like, quickly, like, yeah. watch the clips, because I wasn't in a place where I was, like, really watching it on TV, and I loved that, but then it was, like... I wasn't interested in it. Now you can just follow that. the Rio Olympics on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. never. There was a novelty effect. Like, it was fun, yeah. and it was new, and yeah. agreed with you. I don't need it now. Yeah. It doesn't give me anything yeah. I can't get. And yeah. the That's fact that weird. Kylie Jenner was like, I don't use Snapchat anymore, and then their and stock the price went down like, like 10% oh. or something. I was like, That's not good. The Kardashians are something I still don't understand. And okay. yet I know more about but them than like, I'd you like can't, to. I don't know. I just feel like as a business, if one person is having yeah. that much of an effect, So I agree. I don't get the Kardashians. I don't follow them, whatever. My friend has successfully uh, convinced me that, like, you should respect them at least. Because yeah, they are oh, some I powerful totally ass business them. ladies yeah. who. Chris you know Jenner might, is amazing. Oh, yeah. Way. She's an incredible woman. It yeah, might yeah. be kind of fluff, but they're making a lot more money on fluff than yeah. I make. Yeah, so. I mean, I wish I could, like, sit around and, like, just be like, well. They sit around, though. I watch their show and I'm like, they're always traveling. They don't sit around, but in the early seasons, like when they were getting oh, yeah. famous. When they were wearing those juicy tracksuits. Yeah, and they were just kind of like hanging out, like taking the little ones to school and stuff. Like it wasn't like yeah. they were really doing anything of note. Well, you like, know? who's the youngest one? Kylie. Like, is she going to be like, a billionaire? Re- yeah, she's like on track to be one of the yeah. youngest female like billionaires. Good for her. Just, like, she's I love crushing it. it. Yeah. So. What's, what is Kylie and what's the other little one's name? Kendall. Kendall. 
Yeah, I'm surprised Kylie is on track to. I didn't even realize she sells the cosmetics. I thought Kendall she was. Only I thought she was the loser one, Kylie. No. Well, no, but like, is know. it? But I think that's know. actually how people describe. Like, she's yeah. people describe her as not as. Pretty, I think because maybe? she doesn't have as big of like a public persona, but she's yeah. selling but she's people's smart, stuff. Maybe. Yeah. It's very. But I mean, I think there's yeah. a lot of women like that in media. That's very interesting. Yeah. If you look at the Ellen Pompeo, when she like she's the oh, highest paid yeah. woman in television, and people kind of think of her as like this fluff actress who did this piece on Grey's Anatomy, and she's like. I don't give a shit. I'm the highest paid woman in television and I support other women and I do all this awesome stuff. So screw you. Exactly. You know, that was an ex. I think that was in the Hollywood reporter. It was really good. So, um, we could probably talk with you for like another hour, but I feel like perhaps we should move into the rapid fire session. Ah, What's this? Okay. (laughs) The archery range. I'm sorry. So in our first episode, we like made up names for things and then we changed it in like the second episode, but yet we still revert to the first set of names. So uh, we are, this is the archery range. It is a series of rapid fire questions. Uh, Don't overthink it. Just say whatever comes first to your mind. Okay. Um, And here we go. Favorite book. Uh, I'm just going to say what I'm reading right now because I really like it. it. Devil in the White City. Oh, really I've fun. heard good things about that. Um, and yes, it, it doesn't have to be your absolute favorite. It can yeah. just be whatever comes to mind. Um, favorite person to follow on Instagram slash Facebook. Oh my gosh. I, I'm going to butcher the name, but it's something like Cozy Spaces. And they take oh. these photos of just like perfect rooms or houses that are just like warm and inviting. I that one. I love that. I like that. Uh, favorite movie. Oh man. Favorite movie. Uh, I'm just going to say, because it's top of mind again, Mean Girls. Nice. I love it. And because it was the first movie I ever drove to. I got my driver's license. Nostalgia Factor. Favorite TV show? Right now, I'm really digging (laughs) the Ken Burns Vietnam War documentary. (gasps) We just watched it. It's so So intense, but so good. Yeah. Uh, So I'm spending time on that. And then I watched, I finished it, and then I went to D.C., and I, I don't know how far along you are in it. Like, there's no spoilers. It's history. But at some point... The war ends, and they talk about like the impact of like the memorial. And then yeah. I literally watched that episode, and then like the next day I went to DC and I like went to the it's memorial, been... and oh. I was like, ah. <laughs> "Oh my god, it's so, it was so good. yeah, it's very." I'll also, say I'm in the middle of the first season of Fargo, the TV oh, series. Oh yeah, so it's so good. Yeah, good. that's good. Uh, favorite childhood snack. Ooh. This is probably why I was a fat kid. I love it. Because it's not exactly snack food, but I would come home from school and make Velveeta shells, yeah. macaroni and cheese, so wait, and I wanna, just destroy it. I want to pause that. Because I know you alluded to it before, but how do you think being a fat kid has impacted you today? Oh my God, I think it makes me nicer to people. Yeah. Like, I, I would never body shame. Like, yeah. people should, like, and I think I accept my own body pretty well. So I yeah, think it makes awesome. me comfortable in my own yeah. skin and non-judgmental of other people. And I like that. Did you have, like, was your journey f- away from a fat cat- kid where you just, like, you shot up 10 inches in a year? or I, So I'm very tall. Yes. <laughs> um, I, yes, I hit a growth spurt. Yes. I think I, I also exercise a lot now. Yeah. And I yeah. didn't back then. Yeah. Probably at some so point changed lifestyle. my diet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No more Valvita cheese. But it was no, like, there was no, like, defining moment. Yeah. Where I was like, okay. Not like Jen, our former guest who went to, to fat, fat camp. camp. Oh, yeah. my God. She loved story. it, though. It was, oh, like, a really? transformative experience. I think yeah. of that movie Heavyweights. Oh, no. And I'm like, that, it's just, like, so terrible. Bad. Yeah. Like, how she describes it, because she was, like, she had never been with so many people who looked like her, that yeah. it was, like, a really nice, okay, well, like, that's she made stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I was just, like, when she first approached it, she was, when I was, like, topics we can talk about on the pod she was like i went to fat camp and i was like you're like yes thank oh. you we will talk and then about she was that. like it was just normal camp just with 
fat kids. And I was yeah. like, okay. So hopefully that it's about body acceptance, yeah. not like you have to run on the treadmill no, for an hour every day. No, they definitely did. Like, they had like group therapy and like oh, they okay. would go on like hikes and stuff. So like, it was fine. Yeah, that's good. She likes it. But they did, she did say, not to, you know, reiterate that pod, but mm-hmm. she said that they did have like, in like normal camp, kids will like smuggle like weed oh. and stuff they smuggled in like cokes and then they would have like oh one two later and they yeah. would each have like they would like pass it around yeah. and everyone got like a sip of coke contraband. and I was like oh that's so great yeah like candy and stuff oh or they God. convinced one of the counselors to like bring them cokes that's amazing okay back to the archery range yeah. um favorite place in new york Ooh. Uh, I'm really into this East Village bar right now called Decibel. Oh. It's a like little underground sake bar. Cute. And it's the sort of place that you'll go in and like be one of the only white people there. And Love I appreciate it. that. Even better. That's nice. Yeah. Um, favorite year of school? Ooh. Can I say you college or you have some yeah, yeah, whatever you want. Oh, yeah. Uh, PhD. Yeah. Fourth, that was your best. Fourth year of college, for sure. I like yeah. had a really good friendship yeah. group. Uh, I was like mostly done with classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just fun. I love it. Very time. cool. Okay. That's all the questions I had. I think that's all. So, um, DJ, uh, do you, are you interested in having people find you on the internet? And if so, where can we find you? Uh, sure, if you yeah. want to. Uh, like I said, I run out of stuff on my Instagram all the time. Yeah, so well, I'm going to follow you now. So. Uh, it's at David Lick. Okay. It's my, it's oh, yeah, what's your full name? name. Oh. Uh, I actually think it's because DJ Lick was taken. Oh, yeah. Is there a probably real a disc range? jockey out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at David Lick. Okay. Are you David John? What's the J stand for? Do you want to guess? It's not it's John. It's not John. Jacob. James. No. Yes. David James. James. I like that. I like that. Yeah. So. Very cool. Amazing. Well, thank you Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so fun. much for coming. Awesome. This was awesome. A plus guest. All right. Uh, Cambers, you know where to find us and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Camp Adulthood is hosted by Maddie Yergi, Resident Youth, and Shay Keats, Camp Adulthood. We are produced by Jenny Mayfield. And this episode was recorded in Maddie's living room. You can find us on social media at camp underscore adulthood. You can email us hello at campadulthood.com and you can visit us at campadulthood.com. Please also find on our website, there are links to our Patreon page where you can be a subscriber and there are many cool prizes. Thanks, campers. We hope that you enjoy your stay at Camp Adulthood.